0: Deke Penner thumbed the worn edges of his hand of cards, his twisted and blackened fingers stiff despite his youth. He was unaware that before the night was over, he would be dead, his face pulverized by the ragged edge of a star drill, his body left in a heap by the frozen banks of the Bow River. He glanced around the table, illuminated by two oil lamps hanging from wires affixed to the ceiling of the rough-hewn log cabin. The seven men assembled for their nightly game of cards seemed like ghosts. Faces drawn and gaunt, eyes dark under the shadow of their weary brows. These men were among the five hundred who had come to populate the railway siding of Holt City just below the crest of the Kicking Horse Pass, late in the fall of 1883. It was here that the steel rail had reached on December 8th, the snow already amassing in great heaps along the path of the Canadian Pacific main line. Penner regarded the men and then glanced again at his hand. One, he finally said discarding an ace high into the pile of cast-offs, drawing a five of clubs, ruining the full house he had put together. He let a faint smile curl the corner of his cracked lips. He had to work with these men. He couldn't afford to win every hand. As they often did, the men were gathered in the comparatively spacious log cabin of Frank Dodd's. Like Penner, Dodds was a foreman on the winter operation. But unlike Penner, Dodds viewed the construction of the Canadian Pacific Railway as his best chance to get rich. Frank Dodds was a moonshiner. The hand of cards was played, and a nervous, slender man in a bow tie surprised himself and everybody else by winning the pot. Blind luck slurred Dodds, his disgust with the slight man obvious. You played a good hand. Take your winnings, said Penner, as the fellow pulled the coins and tattered script towards him, wiping his brow despite the cold. Time to get me another cup of tea, said Dobbs, standing up abruptly and knocking the table so that the paper money and coins the winner was pulling toward himself, slid towards the floor. Several of the players' stacks of money were sent flying so that everybody had to scramble for their coins and paper. Take it easy, Frank, said Penner in a low voice. Dodds took an awkward step backwards from the table and seemed to have trouble focusing for a moment. Shut your yap, he growled at Penner and then turned towards the tin pot next to the stove in the corner. Two of Dodd's sawyers picked up their cups and made their way to where he was pouring his elixir. Dodd's filled their cups, and they each took a satisfying drink. It was obvious, from the contented look on the men's faces, that Dodd's tea was in fact the moonshine everybody in camp knew he brewed. Penner shook his head. Whiskey made a man act like a fool, he thought. In the middle of the winter, when all that needed doing was cutting timber for ties and putting away cordwood for fuel, it was bad enough. But in less than two months, there would be ten thousand men in this camp, all needing organizing into teams to make the ambitious descent down Kicking Horse Pass. Those men would need their wits, or more than a few of them would be killed. It was to be a dangerous summer, even without whiskey. The bottle would make it downright treacherous. And Deke Penner knew that whiskey wasn't the only thing that would make the summer of 1884 deadly serious for those blasting tunnels down the limestone slopes of the kicking horse. The room was silent the bow-tied clerk looked from one man to the next. You should leave it alone, said a man who worked for Penner, looking uncomfortably at his hands.